Do you remember the Dana Carvey skit? Take me through it. Where the newsreader wanted to go on holiday, so he was reading out every possible event for the next three months. Right. To, you know... Um, they did the same thing on um, 30 Rock. Okay, yeah. They did yeah. D- the disaster relief yep. song, just doing a very non-specific general pl- uh, push in the... Th- so, so how about we record our intro and we'll go, As hey, if everyone. we know who... Yep. It, yeah, okay. Yep. So, okay. So, hang on a second. Are we going to be a little bit left of field or are we going to be going tried and true? Well, no, I think we just drop drop them in. All right. Okay. So, we'll say, oh, oh, con- congratulations okay. to... Yeah, all right. And then the listeners won't even know and I will just record it when they get announced. Yeah. Congratulations to, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so let's... Okay, I'll hit record. All right. Wow. What a top 100. I mean, I laughed. I cried. It was exhilarating. I think that would be the word to use. I think the big um, shock was James Squire. And then I totally agree with that. Yeah, I was surprised that Pirate Life didn't get up. But as always, there's that one brewery or brand that comes up, and you're like, "I've never heard of that." Yeah. So can you believe that this year, Rabbit and Spaghetti came through like that? Oh, crazy! But you know, the eventual eventual winner, Stone and Wood. Really, really deserved it, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah for all yeah. said and done. I know, think yeah. they were in your five, weren't they? I don't know if they were. I have to revisit. Okay, yeah. Uh, definitely mine. Yeah. 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 Anyway, congratulations to Stone and Wood. Again. We really, really appreciate the work you're doing in that city of Byron Bay. Agreed, agreed. Awesome. Awesome stuff, guys. All right, let's come back with some news. I'm doing really well. Um, so we just recorded. Let's let's full disclosure. We recorded mm. the interview with Shane from Up and Smoke. I think that full disclosure is like um, it's an admirable thing to do. But also, we did a, exactly the same introduction already in the show. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you'll yeah. hear this twice. Anyway, um, yeah, enjoy the interview. It was a good one. I enjoyed chatting yeah. to him. He was very frantic yeah. because. Uh, He's literally just, just decided to open up the this afternoon. Yep. And there's a lot of plates spinning. There's a lot of people running around. There's a lot of deliveries being made. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think he was very generous with his time to even give us I what he did. Yeah. I'm surprised he said, let's do it. Yep. Uh, we, I felt like we could have kept him for an hour, but I don't want to keep him. Uh, I want him to get making some delicious food exactly. for, for people that are Also, no I have to, like, just to put my co host at ease, I'm wearing sunglasses indoors. Because there's white concrete outside catapulting light directly into my eyeballs and I can't handle it. So it's not I'm that you not just a douche. burned a giant joint beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just struggling indoors, which um, I might need to see a doctor about. But um, I wanted to put that out there just for you. So you're okay, no, it's, yeah. uh, it's bright out there. Yeah. Um, I, I, could, I can. How about you do it as well? And we'll just be these two absolute assholes on mic at this unopened place wearing sunglasses indoors. Super cool dudes yeah. holding microphones. Yeah, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. I've never felt less cool than I do right now. Uh, no, Dave, you, you, you're numerously less cool than that. It was a sweet joke. You didn't quite get yeah, there. Yeah, I, uh, I missed I the word. I appreciate that. All right, let's go through some news. You know news. what bugs me? I'm just seeing a bus now that's got the dirty grandpa signage on it. Yes. Robert De Niro, I'm putting it out there, sucks. I think the suckiness 
of his recent work has now outweighed the brilliance of the of the early career. Someone commented that Robert De Niro's career now is just. I'm an old guy that does young guy things. No, it's oh. working, giving young actors a chance to work with Robert De Niro. Right. Do you think that's and, what and it is? Like, that's not a great. I mean, it's not a great decision. I think. He's got a gambling problem. <laughs> that probably and makes sense. He needs to get a cash. He needs to cash a check every six months. So he's just taking whatever comes up. There's that argument though of like, it might be Michael Cera when people were criticising him, saying like, you know, I can't believe that you're just playing the same actor in every, every yeah, movie, okay. playing, playing the same role. And he's like, well, people are going to pay me, pay me millions of dollars to basically be myself and make dumb jokes with other actors. Why wouldn't I want to do that? I get that with Michael Cera, but. Robert De Niro made generationally important movies. He's not a different guy. Maybe just rest on your laurels. <laughs> you know I mean? Don't just churn out Dirty Grandpa. I'm the saying intern. That was the worst trailer I've ever seen, maybe. Yeah. I'm saying Michael Cera is the Robert De Niro of our generation. All right. That is a massive call. Okay, let's, and we'll let's leave that as it is, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I've got a few news, to, a few news things to, to mm-hmm. go through. Some interesting ones. So I raised the first news item with Robert De Niro stinks. Yeah. And let's what else have we got? Boo Robert De Niro. Mm. Um, so we talked about Hefeweizen last episode. Yes. And a couple of people commented um, and mentioned the six string and the burle. Yep. Which are two pretty obvious ones that I forgot about. Uh, I went and had the six string down the road here at Fox and the Corn the other day in their yeah. can bar. Is there an event coming up at the Fox and the Corn? Sour beers featuring me. Really? Yep. All right. And how did you find out information about that? Uh, Facebook.com slash Isle of a Time. Excellent. Isle of a Time slash dot com slash tasting as well. Ooh. It's got its own page. That's how important it is. Um, yeah, so, and I really enjoyed the six string one. Uh, shout out to that. Uh, I, I, I always enjoy their beers. Six string yeah, beers. Yeah. Uh, the thought that I had is that I don't love the dark red IPA, yep. but I know it's good. It okay. just doesn't do it for me personally, yep. but I, objectively, I think it's a good beer. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I enjoyed the the hef out of the can, and the hef in a can is where I'm at right now. Hef in a can, and Burley hef. Well, we've chatted to um, them before on the show, and yeah, cool. Uh, I think we've, I brought up the the Bridge Road one, but I yep. haven't had that since I've been thinking about it. So no, maybe I we might need to look, go look out yeah, for it. Seek that one out. You know what's interesting about uh, Bridge Road? Bringing back the Australian ale. Which I think is a good move. Oh, I was trying to work that out. So the Australian Ale is now the Golden Ale, no, right? Uh, that was no, no. The Golden Ale took the place, took its place in yeah. their regular lineup, yeah, yeah. and now they're bringing back the Australian Pale Ale, which was very, very pale, gently hopped, but very, very clean. Mm. And I think that makes a bit more, a bit more sense these days than it probably ever did. Are they doing it for Australia Day, or are they doing it? Uh, I think that that's the, the that's the impetus, but it's coming back. I'm not in the core range, I don't think, but yeah. um, maybe it's a summer seasonal. But sure. uh, it was always like a very entry-level beer, but uh, I talked to Ben about it. He's amping up a little bit of the hop characteristics of it, so yep. it's going to be a clean, hoppy pale ale. Yeah, fun. Hard to argue with it. Uh, that's good, and yeah, in time for Australia Day. Um, yep. It'll be interesting to see if they keep that on. Or um, The next bit of news I've got noting down is Parrot Dog. And they've signed a, a deal with Coles slash Vintage Sellers. Right, yeah. To, I think it basically exclusively bring their beers in. Um, exclusively, was it? I think so. Right, okay. Or, or they're at least bringing them in for their, for their shops. And if they don't have a distribution deal, that's going to be where mm-hmm. you're going to get them. Um, that's interesting. 
I, I know that vintage sellers and full disclosure, I used to do some writing for them. Uh, I know they're trying to up their craft credentials. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, so it's three. It's the uh, bit of bitch, the dead canary. What's the, what's the third one? Can you think of what the third one is? Uh, it's got to be flax and feather. I imagine. Is that the amber one? Uh, they've got a golden. Oh right, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm not sure actually. Yeah, so those three beers, which is good news for drinkers, I think. Good work for Parrot Dog because yeah. their beers, when they're fresh, are, are lovely. And I think I've had a couple of stale ones. You right. know, when bottles have come into the ti- uh, into Australia occasionally, they haven't really tasted fresh. So yeah, if you can get them fresh, the bitter bitch is a a lovely beer. Very good, yeah. I remember when it came in here, I had one that wasn't totally fresh, and I thought it was fine. And then when I had it over in Wellington, I was like, oh man, yeah, this mm. is a great beer. Mm. So Definitely. keep your eyes peeled for a bit of parrot dog around the grounds. And good work for the three mats, mm. uh, by all accounts. I've, I think I've met them briefly, but they're, they're really nice guys, and they've done a lot of hard work to get there, so good on them. Now, I've got um, Ooh, v- giggle. V- Here we go. VB noting, noted down. This actually ties into... Our off mic conversation about the hateful eight. Go on. Uh, so did you see? I don't know why you would refer to that conversation. No one can hear about. Yeah, no. definitely. Um, so at the launches for the hateful eight with Quentin Tarantino, they had a VB. You know, they're doing the personalized cans for heroes for the cricket team and all that. Oh kind yeah, of thing. yeah, okay. So they had Quentin Tarantino personalized cans, and there was a thread on on Reddit, um, maybe the Melbourne or the Australian subreddit, and there was a really interesting discussion where the predominant comments were VB is basically as good as American craft beer and American craft beer is not that good and Australian craft beer is leading the way. And there seemed to be some sort of agreement from like multiple people about this. All right, well, I'm lost. So what was the reasoning behind the VB is as good as American craft beer? Well, so the people saying that, you know, the American equivalents of VB, like a Miller... Budweiser Coors. Yeah, yeah, are yeah. pretty low in flavour. So their craft beers are only flavorful as, as much as a VB. And so their craft beers in, a, in America are not as good and Australia's ahead of them. Right. And I, uh, I think that is factually wrong. Yeah, I can't... I, as I much was, as I love Australia. I was waiting beer. for you to go, now the reason why this doesn't isn't garbage is because... And then you were going to tell me the reason why it wasn't garbage. But it's just it fact. just sounds like garbage. Yeah, yeah and multi- people, multiple people... Um, we're in a grant. Uh, there was a whole sort of discussion like, yeah, yeah, you know, America's beer scene, you know. I thought you were going to like extrapolate like because the flavours of the macro lagers are so dull that aircraft beer only seems like it's more flavourful. Right. But I think we've all drank enough American craft beer to know that that's absolute bullshit. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, in terms of they have actually um, defined modern craft beer. Yeah. So wh- I guess what's interesting is their... I want names. Who were these lunatics that know. were... Okay. Doomfan45. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Dank Memes. Okay. Johnny Dank Meme. He was one Johnny of them. Johnny Dank Meme. Um, You're on notice, Johnny Dank... JDM. Yeah. So I guess to people that aren't ingrained in, in craft beer as, as we are, I, I'm sort of wondering about the perception issue of people don't see the American stuff. They're seeing the, the basic Australian stuff and going, oh, great, we're doing all these things. America are way behind. And yeah, it's interesting, I think. Yeah, I think like one of the early perceptions is that America has terrible beer, mm. but I don't know. If you're going on Reddit about beer, you've got more of an idea about American beer than this wasn't not in a beer subreddit, so it was. Oh, it wasn't. No, it was, in was a, it in a, like a Melbourne subreddit or something. Right. Okay. So they weren't, you know, using they weren't logging into. Yeah, but also, yeah, okay. 
But anyway. so, so okay, well, that makes it a bit, a bit different then. Yeah. Like, there's not much impact behind the statements. No, I, I think if it was one off, it would have been who cares. But yeah, seeing four or five, or three or four people mention it. Yeah. Yeah. What's the input? Like, is there any like impact of people thinking that our craft beer is better than American beer? Not for our craft brewers, I guess. I think they're probably missing out on a, a big range of interesting beers. But for local beer, it's probably pretty good. I think the share is so minute at the moment that you'd want people drinking craft beer from everywhere to build it, yeah, build it as a whole rather than one particular country. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, I thought that, that was is interesting. interesting, though. Yeah. Uh, next thing I have down is thank you to Marco Shea seventy five on Twitter. Yeah, what did Marco Shea? Um, he wrote a he pinged us on an article that he wrote on Medium uh, about Homestead Brewery. And, oh yeah, that's right. Um, Ron from X Temple Brewery, uh, then Homestead is, is finished up there. Uh, and in, in his article, he seemed to be a little bit disappointed that the I guess what Ron was doing might not continue in terms of some barrel stuff and some. Interesting things. So, right. Um, I think, yeah. I've had one or two of the Homestead beers over here in Melbourne, and one of them was amazing. It was yeah, you don't see them much, do you? No, they only do kegs. And but you don't see them in the Pine of Origin? I think they were, Ale House had them a couple of times, which right. is where I tried them. And okay. I had a, a barreled, maybe 12%, uh, Grand Cru, they, they called it. It was awesome. Really wow. good. Um, so, yeah, uh, good luck for Ron as well. We, we've always enjoyed his beers. Definitely. Uh, and... Yeah, he's not going to brew anymore. He's just going to kind of try and get consultancy work. So, yeah. And thank you for the news, Mark O'Shea 75. We always appreciate um, some help with some news that's not from Melbourne. Now, I just got back from Hobart. Had an awesome time. Uh, I'll, I'll quickly run through some notable Please, beer things. Yeah. Uh, the Winston. Winston a is a just a pub? Pub. Yep. They have a little brewery Where is off-site. It? North, Ho- North Hobart. Yep. And little brewery off site. They do wings at the the pub, which is was where I went. Mm-hmm. They had their first sort of takeover of beers, and they sold out of them all pretty quickly. Awesome! So all they had left was a nitro coffee stout, two thumbs up, completely just delicious. And they had a two point two percent pale. Awesome! Nice! Really good. I, what I, a, like a it couldn't be a different flavor profile between those two beers, but they're both doing really well for them. Yeah, both, and I could. Definitely um, drink pints of that 2.2%. They had, I had the hot wings. I didn't have the crazy hot wings. I had the one step down. They were very hot. Right. Do you think you could have handled the crazy hot wings? No, not oh, at all. Okay. I was struggled. I had to. I had like four left, and I just had to close my eyes and just start eating them, and not think about I them. I admire your resolve, though. That's good. I'm not going to give up. I just had fried pickles. They were delicious. Uh, but yeah, 2.2% pale on tap at a you know dive bar with wings is. Something I really enjoy, and it was yeah, well made. Good. They were doing, I think, a pepperberry saison that was about to come on. They were doing an IPA. There's a few, few different things. Do you so know what the size of the offside brewery is? 300 liters, maybe. Okay. Yeah, not not huge, um, but yeah, enough to get service the pub. But well, so they thought if they sold out of all their great news for, yeah. s- for Hobart locals. Um, so I really enjoyed what that. Else did you check out uh, Hobart Brewing. A little write up about them on the site. Yeah, you enjoyed that, didn't you? Yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, good luck to those guys. They've got an awesome spot. They're really nice guys. Their Tasmanian ale uh, was really good in terms of local ingredients, unique style in terms of it's an ESB, but Australian hops and. Did they get that out to other 
pubs around town? Yeah, so there Rye Porter was on at with the Winston when I was there as well. Yeah. Um, which I guess they're the only two beers I've done and yeah, they've sent them around and I guess that's kind of a I just like the idea sort of of having like if you a Tasmanian ale in a in local pubs. Yeah. That might be a draw card for Definitely. some locals. Um and I guess that's an insight into their approach to beer as well. So they've got a you know, the ESB with Australian hops mm-hmm. with uniquely Tasmanian and then uh, a rye porter. So not really to style. They just kind of want to make beers that they really enjoy. Good. Uh, they do want to make a straight up West Coast IPA. The, the brewer's American and he's um, very excited to, to do that. I love a time points to Hobart yep. Brewing Company. Tick. Yeah. And then they're going to also grow some sort of herbs and stuff in their garden and some hops. Fun. And they're going to get a pot, little pilot brewery and he's going to have one off tap at their um Perfect. At their, their brew tap pub. room. It's gonna. It's oh, also awesome. is the Hobart Brewing Company a brew pub? It's gonna be. Yep. Cool. Opening. In, they want to open in Feb. Awesome. So, and it's a, their spot is um, right by the waterfront there, like kind of a block back from the main waterfront. Nice. Uh, and yeah, it's gonna be a really good spot. I'm would have to, really keen to go back down there and drink some of the beers. Quite nice, eh? To Hobart. Hobart's amazing. Yeah. Um, other there's a few other breweries. I didn't really get to check anything out. Um, but there's Kicksnare, Doublehead. Little River. How is Farm Bar? Last Rites, Spotty Dog. I didn't get to the Farm Bar. Oh, didn't you? No. Two I knew that, yeah. Two <laughs> metre tall. Uh, <laughs> we'll close that weekend. Yeah. But yeah, Hobart, in terms of beer, is just seems to be just about to explode. Awesome. Uh, Good on Enjoyed them. some whiskey. Enjoyed some gin. Two thumbs up Hobart. Enjoyed a scallop pie. That was delicious as well. Oh, yeah. I did hear, see multiple posts about oh, the scallop pie. Still so thinking about how good that was. must have been delicious. Um, Adelaide. Little Bang Brewing has opened up a little bar in Adelaide as well. Cool. I don't think I've had any of their beers. I've heard never heard things. of them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you're in Adelaide, go check them out. It's also Tell us about Little Bang. It's also okay. becoming a bit of a... Between Pirate Life, the Weedy, Little Bang. This weekend, the Weedy's got... Um, uh, the Weedy Brewing Corps versus Garage Project yes. on. So that looks like... A, if you are in Adelaide, I mean... Probably already you know, probably about, know it. about it, and you probably he will hear this after the fact. So I don't know why I mentioned it. Uh, God, the the other only other two new things new things I've got are about big brewery stuff, and I don't really care about that. No, do you want to? Do you care it? about that? Do you want to hear them? Let's just fly through them. All right, A Triple C is unhappy or investigating the merger mm-hmm. of SAB, Mega brew, yeah. whatever. I don't know, who gives a shit? Well, I guess it doesn't. No, I think it, yeah, it does, but I don't think it's there's not enough information yet to really comment on it but I think it's a legitimate concern that ACCC has people with probably more insight into us are going to comment on it right I figure yeah 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 true so yeah read their comments <laughs> don't don't go to us no no no, no, no. Uh, also they've discontinued Tap King line you know their little serve serve yourself system it was so uh, exclusive to anyth- anyone else that uh, I don't think anyone really Gave a shit about that. I don't think anyone wants James Squire pale ale in their fridge on tap. I don't think that's that appealing to anyone. I guess maybe some people do. I yeah, but not enough. <laughs> no, no. And I think regular consumers probably aren't that excited that they want to go through a whole process. You know, like if a local brewery did it that was just down the road from you, you'd probably go, oh, shit, yeah. If I'm going to go there regularly and get a growler, I'll get this crazy setup. But if I'm a consumer of... You know, line products. I'm probably a little bit apathetic about it all. And I, just I, just think I feel like if you are getting growlers, you're not getting the beers that they're offering. And yeah. That's a, yeah. I don't know why they 
I don't know. That seemed like an obvious thing to me. But um, I don't think I ever had faith it was going to have legs. So No. Um, and ta- uh, VB and Carlton Draft sales are down. Kind of knew that was what coming. What does that mean, though? Like, what, like, how down over what period? Oh, I don't know. I don't actually look up the details. I'll link to the comment. Yeah, okay. The, the but, article. I mean, are we surprised about it? Probably not. Not at all. Not at all. Um, all right. I am still enjoying about, not even six months ago, Richard Oppie, the marketing director from CUB. Mm-hmm. I think he's marketing. Uh, he said it's that big hobby beers will never dominate the market or gain, I think, traction in the mainstream. And he just said that's fact. Was his exact words, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing. All that right, change. Oppie, let's see what happens. Yeah, in yeah. A few years, mate. We'd love to have you on the show if you're listening. We'll just probably ask him. Actually, no, I've been emailing CUB looking for a comment on something, and they haven't replied to me. Fuck those guys. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah, all right. Well, welcome to Up and Smoke, uh, Dave. How's it going? Very well. Yourself? I guess we would have done this in the preamble when we record that later, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we can double up on greetings. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, and we welcome uh, Shane, owner of uh, Up and Smoke. Yeah, cheers. Thanks. How's it going? Um, really good. Um, we're very close to opening. We're going to open on Thursday, the twenty eighth of January. Um, yeah, um, we're struggling to get there, but we're we're getting there. It does look like there's um, a lot happening today. There is a lot happening here today. Um, you know, if, if we're ready beforehand, we might just fling the doors open um, and just, you know, get people in here to drink some beers and have some snacks. But, um, yeah, full menu on Thursday and full steam ahead. Awesome. Yeah, people uh, in Melbourne, I think probably around Australia, would know the reputation of 8-Bit. Uh, if you're a burger fan, it's kind of it's taken burgers by storm in Melbourne. It's become a little bit of a staple, like an institution. Yeah, almost. yeah, which is surprisingly since it's like a burger joint opening every week. <laughs> um, I think that says a lot about the burgers though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it does. You know, um, I think we just had a really good concept, um, uh, great packaging um, as well as the awesome taste. <laughs> um, and, you know, the burger is designed on how I like to eat it. I felt like a lot of burgers around town were just too wet for me. Um, I don't like it running down my arm. So... Um, yeah, so I just sort of created a burger for myself, really. We had this conversation at the Dogfish Head night, and yeah. um, it was the first time I'd ever thought about different kinds of burgers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't, re- I don't remember the night at the it Dogfish w- um, it w- it night. Was that's, one, the, um, that's the problem. What, what do you think that personalizes the eight bit burgers? What's the si- like the the signature behind it? I don't know. I just took a, I took a long time to research what I wanted. Obviously, there's a bit of influence there from like Shake Shack. I went there uh, ages ago, and it was pretty awesome. Like you know, I kind of did want to copy it a little bit, um, but trying to get some of that, the products were harder than I thought. Um, so we just sort of, I got something kind of close-ish, and then I kind of like adapted to more liking other sort of style a little bit. And that's sort of how the eight bit burger becomes, especially like the eight bit and cheese, which is you know it's got the tomato and the red onion and the, and the you know the curly lettuce, which we don't use the uh, exact same one as um, Shake Shack, um, which I know a few other places do around town these days. Getting um, a lot closer to to that style more than um, we ever did or wanted to in the end, I suppose. Uh, now the original plan was to have beers at eight bit. Uh, yeah, it was. Cast my mind back and. Is that probably not going to happen now and the beer is going to be all here? 
Um, yeah, I suppose that's why we wanted to be very focused on beer here because I never got my chance to do the beers at 8-Bit. Um, yeah, we wanted to do like um, cans. We wanted to do cans at 8-Bit, um, you know, a couple of, um, you know, couple Aussie generics, a um, couple of um, Aussie craft, yep. um, again with like America and, um, and Asian beer. So some, you know, craft, craft stuff from Asia and um, probably looking more at Japan there. Um, and some just some cheap sort of um, um, like cast even like just yeah. just just for the area. It's just so it was like um, again we like to be accessible to everyone. So um, that's what we wanted to do. But then Ape It was just so busy. It was just no way like <laughs> we just wouldn't be able to keep up. I just felt like a um, for me I would want to have another beer and. Um, uh, to line up for another 15 minutes to get a beer mm. just doesn't seem right for me. <laughs> if those are, I guess, not familiar with 8-Bit, the queues outside 8-Bit are pretty regular uh, as a daily occurrence. I live maybe two blocks down the road. Yeah, right. And every time I walk past, I can barely get on the door. If, I, if I'm working from home and want to go for a burger, I'll leave the house at like 11.30 <laughs> get in. So Yeah, it's a bit like that, which is a big surprise to us. So I still, I think we opened in the right location as well. I think that was very smart of us. If I could say that, <laughs> but um, it, it was, it just was a right time as well. Um, it just sort of worked. Um, but now we now that we've got one in the city in Swanson Street, um, it's um, it's a little bit easier. <laughs> uh, we've done some renovations at the 8-bit uh, Footscray over the last week, so um, it's a bit changed in there. Um, just, um, we sort of did it ourselves at the start, so um, it just needed to be reviewed after a year and a half, or nearly two years actually, uh, we've been open. 21 months or something to be exact cool <laughs> um, sorry yeah keep going um, you, you talked about the location and, and Footscray yeah. you've got so you've got two places in Footscray now and in the last three years since I've been living here we've had you, know, you guys open up uh, Fox in the Corn Littlefoot Player Hotel yeah um, Rudimentary that doesn't well, they do a couple of beers yeah it's kind of changing face of Footscray um, did you want sort of up and smoke to sort of add to that in a way and yeah totally um, well basically I've been um um, looking for a place to, to drink, like it's fine. I go to the Reverence for a beer and um, have a couple of beers down there, or or the station um, hotel, um, plow every now and then. Um, but yeah, I just you know love my craft, and I live in Balaclava, so I go to the local tap house a lot. Um, I would love to do something similar, but not to that to that extent. Um, yeah, just always sort of like that um, idea of like uh, changing beers all the time and. You know, uh, like I said, I've always wanted to have craft beer in my um, in my venue, um, uh, which was going to be 8-bit. But then, yeah, since we just found it was too hard and was just we didn't need to have beer in there, um, yeah, that was a main focus of here. Um, we just want to have a nice big beer garden and lots of lots of choice. Um, uh, yeah, and then yeah, you know, the food, um, you know, for me a little bit um, is a little bit second fiddle. Like I kind of really. Um, I just want really good, um, um, I want some food to complement the really good beers, do you know what I mean? Um, that's why it's a very easy going menu. But, um. So before we uh, look at the beer list, the food, what are people going to expect? I know uh, I looked on your Instagram and saw some amazing looking brisket. Yeah, the brisket so turned out really well. Um, we did like a little uh, party, um, uh, staff party for a um, uh, uh, crew, um, crew that we know. And... Um, yeah, it turned out really well. Like we've had some, you know, you know, I'm not um, traditionally, um, I'm not traditional at all. Actually, um, we just sort of, um, 
didn't really want to go down that whole American. We're doing American barbecue, but we didn't want to just really focus on the traditional stuff. So we're just playing around with heaps of different things. Like um, we don't want to be known as like um, going down that full traditional style, and we don't. You know, we want people to think that we're individual. I suppose um, we are still going to have a big tray of like smoked meats and all that jazz, but. Um, I think with our with some of our sides and our, our small dishes and, and salads and stuff, which still have a smoke influence, um, that would probably stand out a little bit different. I'm not going to say we're the best or anything, you know, um, but just just different. I think we like to just play around with different flavors. So it's like if we, we might even you know smoke some lamb and put that on the tray. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, trying to stay away from tradition. And and the beer list. No, we the beer were, list. We were looking at at it as well uh, before we sat down, and you've got a, a good amount of cans there. Um, yeah, I can't see that far either, but <laughs> I have to remember them. Yeah, we've got, you know, basically um, we've got 10, 10, uh, 10 taps, which we're going to really try to f focus um, on changing often. Well, there's a few few that we've locked in for a little while. Um, um, we're sort of working with um, Fixation and Wolf of the Willows. Um, they'll be hanging around for a while. Um, and also Feral. Um, I've also got Coopers, which is a bit of a stayer. Um, but the rest are going to be. Um, um, we probably will change within the within those um, breweries, uh, whether if we use the smoke porter for Wolf of the Willows or um, uh, to Tom's. Tommy's going to just bring a, all these different I IPAs through here eventually. Um, we're also doing uh, a launch with him um, for Good Beer Week. Um, am I allowed to say that yet? I'm not quite sure. Uh, no, <laughs> we'll, we'll smooth it over with the crew. We'll, we'll take the scoop. <laughs> um, yeah, was it a bit early? Sorry, Tommy, <laughs> you're listening. Um, well, no, we're trying to get him on the show soon as well. Yeah, so right, cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I've always liked, I always like IPA, so obviously when I talk to Tommy, I'm like, yeah, man, you're coming on board no matter what. Great. So, um, yeah, and then, yeah, just whoever wants to get on. Like, um, we've got Hawker's uh, Pilsner, which is, I'm not really a Pilsner guy, but that one's pretty damn delicious. It's a killer, yeah. Um, you know, they do pretty good stuff, and they're awesome guys to work with. Um, so they'll probably be hanging around a little bit as well, but I do want to change it up. Um, yeah, we've got um, cans we wanted to do because it's you know again that's probably going a bit more down an American sort of style. We even um, am I even allowed to say this on this podcast? We've even got Paps Blue Ribbon. Yeah, you, you <laughs> may. You but can is say that, whatever you want. Is, yeah. is that is that kosher? But um, yeah, um, I mean, but we've got Pirate Life as well, um, which is totally delicious. I wouldn't mind getting the the Imperial IPA, but damn, that shit's expensive. Yeah, <laughs> I bet it is. Yeah, for a big can uh, as well. Yeah, I did yeah. notice uh, on the menu, um, you've actually got its own section for the cans, so people can see what you have mm. uh, from anywhere, not just like looking in the fridge. Yeah, when yeah. At the bar well, that's what like we that. wanted. Like, I hate that when you go to some place and you're like just trying to scan the fridge, yeah. like you're trying to find the perfect beer. There, you can just sort of read. Well, actually, it's a bit far from way back in the restaurant <laughs> here, but. Um, yeah, we're also going to, like, we're not going to change our bottle list so often, but it's going to be a spot there on the on the board, which is blank there. It's going to have, um, we're going to have six beers um, that will change often. So whether if I, someone says to me, hey, I've only got a slab of this, some, you know, uh, limited edition, there's only so many cases, um, I'll definitely grab that. Um, uh, for for the ones that um, I'm going to have first up, it's probably, I'm probably going to have uh uh, West City Footscray Ale. Yep. Uh, it's kind of everywhere in Footscray at the moment, though. Yep. But um, Bevan's a cool dude, so we'll put that on. Um, and um, the um, Hop Tart as well, I think, is one of the ones that we've decided um, 
um, the Holgate. Ah, uh, yep, yep. The hop tart yep. sour because we don't really have any sours, I don't think, at the moment. Oh, we got to go to Fox and Corn for that anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, give him, I'll give him a plug. <laughs> and I kind of quite like the 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 actual draft list. You've got you know a couple of pales, uh, yeah. IPA, saison, there's a red and a, a brown as well. Yeah. yeah, we try to go. We try to go. You know, at first I just wanted like my dream list of like 80% IPAs. But um, but then we thought like um, you know a lot of the guys aren't into IPAs here, which I'm probably about the only one really. We'll, we'll say uh, yes, um, <laughs> they'll, they'll be there soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just sort of started to go down more of the style, um, style way. You know, just keeping everyone happy. And it's the yeah. same with the bottles as well. Like we actually started off with the categories more so, and thought, okay, we'll have a couple from here and a couple from there, a couple of saisons, a couple of um, stouts, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and that would just keep changing, um, but yeah, with the with the bottled uh, specials, yeah, I want to change that all the time. Whether if I just get a case and the twenty four are gone, and then I'll just get something else. Whether if I shop around myself, like go and go pick up something, or yep. um, someone emails me and offers me something, I'll definitely put it on. Awesome. Yeah, yeah it's kind of still fun. Want, don't want to go too crazy with the price as well. Like uh, um, I'm not gonna have anything super duper expensive on here. Again, which, you know, it is Footscray. I still want, but you know, the West, the West Side beer drinkers, they seem to seem to love their beers. So maybe I should just go hard and just put heaps of stuff on. <laughs> um, it's probably worth an experiment anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah it w- will be an experiment. I just, it's, you know, basically those um, those uh, special bottles and maybe a couple of those taps is like uh, my playground where I can choose what I want. Basically, I think people respond to that as well. Having something that's a little bit interesting or, or different yeah and i guess fox in the corn which you know three or four years ago if you had a said there'd be a pasta bar doing sour beers no, and, and no shit. you'd be like well that's crazy it's never gonna happen and yeah it's worked for them so yeah it really has um, you do have the look in your eye of a kid with a new toy so huh? um, really yeah it's, it's uh, pretty exciting yeah I, I am excited i'm kind of stressing out today though there's just so much going on i'm getting contacted every every left right and center um but um yeah one of the uh things you did it with 8-Bit and you've kind of done it with this uh, in the lead up. You haven't put up, put too much information out there on your social media. There's kind of abstract pictures of the neighbourhood. and Yeah. Is that intentional? What's the... Uh, yeah, well, we just sort of realised it was still pretty far, but we wouldn't mind pushing a little bit of social media thing. Um, with 8-Bit, it was sort of by accident. Like, we started pushing, yeah. We wanted, we always wanted to be like Footscray, like we're Footscray. So that's where a lot of those early shots, you know, especially with 8-Bit, we... Um, um, took pictures of the Saigon market and stuff like that. Um, Even your posters didn't have any information on them. It was just yeah, a, yeah, a it's picture just of a burger kind of picture of the um, you know the eight bit style burger. Um, yeah, and same with um, you know this uh, build's taking a long time. We've actually had this place since March, so um, it's been quite a long time. So uh, we kind of liked the the fact that it was seemed to be on the cusp of the city. Um, so we kind of liked that the fact that it was like lots of graffiti and stuff like that, and just sort of liked that. Um, sort of, it felt like a little bit of a, like a LA West Coast sort of feel, um, and that's where the, the uh, photographer sort of went with. Um, she was um, uh, Renee Poon, her name is. Um, um, yeah, she was um, great. Just um, getting all those black and white shots. But, yeah, um, I, t- I saw some of uh, Footscray Market. Yeah, there, uh, which yeah. I believe photography's banned from Footscray Market. So is it really? Yeah, yeah, they've got a little no Why? photography. Look, it's pretty. 
probably some of the shops are pretty dodgy. I'm wondering if they're <laughs> right, okay, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we just want to sort of say that we're here in Footscray, basically, uh, from that. But you know, we're going to move on from all that now. Now that we now that we're open and we can actually take some photos, it was <laughs> the fact that we had no content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, no, no, not really. Uh, we did like all those photos, but no, it's definitely time to start seeing some fire and some food and some beer. I'm looking um, out the window at the Melbourne cityscape. It's great. It is great, but... We're going to lose it. Exactly. Just before that, I'm seeing some deep excavation uh, signs yeah. there. So I think it might be a bit limited. Yeah, well, it's going to start this year and it's going to be a high rise. So we're going to lose that whole whole city. When we when we got this place, we're like, oh, that's the, one of the best views of the city. It you know, is. the best view of the city is actually on the, the uh, car park roof of the Footscray Market. Nice. If, well, if we'll chuck a photo up, up uh, on the Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Are like, oh, you snapping it? Get okay. on, get on Everyone Snapchat. follows Luke on Snapchat. <laughs> um, but I guess you're also going to gain a whole bunch of customers from the Yeah, Yeah, market. I hope so. Like, that's the plan. Like, we've got, we've got a grocery store next door as well. Um, it's going to sell, like, uh, local produce, um, uh, meats, um, the tortillas that we have here. Um, lo- lots of things. A lot of stuff, that bu- you know, barbecue sauces, rubs, all that sort of stuff. Even smoking accessories like woods and um, um, even the meat, even the briskets and the pork shoulders that we use here uh, will sell within there. So if someone has a good meal in here, some smoked meats or tacos or whatever they have, they pretty much can buy anything next door. That is uh, awesome. We are going to be, uh, and also we're licensed to um, have um, takeaway beer as well. Uh, which we're not going to go too crazy. So probably like um, just a few things I'll have in there. But if someone really wanted something, um, they can probably buy it from next door. Yeah. That's interesting having the grocery sort of aspect to it as well. Yeah, I don't know. Originally, we kind of wanted a butcher in there. Wow. But we realized how much a, a butcher was to fit out. Like it was just <laughs> like, we're like, okay, we'll just sell groceries instead. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. So that's going to be on the kind of the corner of the... That, that room next to us. That, so that's right, yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. So, so kind of uh, from the um, Hopkins Hopkins Street entrance, yeah. Now, 8-Bit, when it opened, uh, was chaos for the first, well, still chaos now, I guess. Uh, but I believe the first week you guys kind of got caught short in terms of, like, just got slammed. And yeah, well, basically, um, the burger buns that you need to order two days in advance. Right. right. So if you order 300 and then you have 600 people coming through, you need to close early. It's as easy as that. So what did you uh, learn from that experience? Um, to order way more than you need. Okay. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, um, if you've got like a hundred, hundred more, uh, more, you'll sell them in the first hour of um, opening the next day. <laughs> but, um, you know, things have changed. We've got, you know, we've got very good systems in place. Uh, all our preparation is done off-site now. We've got a central kitchen. We're actually moving to Fitzroy. Um, which is directly across the road from McCoppin, so I'm happy about that. Nice. Very good. <laughs> um, but I won't, my, my partner, Jenny, will be working there, but um, um, I'm not there very often. Um, I'm sort of everywhere now. <laughs> um, yeah. So with the, I guess, somewhat rapid expansion from, you know, two years, not yeah, two years to three It's venues, crazy. Uh, what's, the, I guess, the, been the biggest learning curve for you? Um... I'm going to make you think while you're scared uh, Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, dealing with staff better? <laughs> I don't know. Because there's so many of them. It's like, I think there's like nearly 90 staff that work for um, 8-Bit now. 
Um, just obviously there's a lot of casuals and whatnot you know a lot of people go to uni you know we don't have real um, super professionals in there a lot of them are just kids and and whatnot so that's that's different you know I'm a qualified chef of 20 years so um, you know working with um, teenagers and stuff I'm kind of used to as an apprentice but um, it's changed a lot in my time I'll tell you that much (laughs) (laughs) Um, one of the things I like uh, going past 8-bit sometimes it's about closing time and there might might be some hip-hop playing yeah, and everyone always love seems the in a pretty good mood, uh, even when they're in the busiest times. Maybe a bit too much good mood. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sort that out tonight. <laughs> even when they're super busy, you know, there's smiles on faces. So I think people seem to like working there. And yeah, generally, I think I hope. <laughs> um, yeah, we like pumping the hip hop. You know, um, a bit of everything. You know, whether it be the Pixies or, you know, I, you know, I'm from the I'm from the '90s, man. So anything from that era is good for me. <laughs> Um, one of the things that people always say about you know, craft beer and in terms of what's driven it is the style of food that you're doing. Yeah. Uh, but you've, you've, your background as a chef, probably not so much in the style of food. No, not really, no. I'm sort of, um, well, it's a horrible word, I suppose, but I'm kind of classically trained. Um, um, more fine dining. I worked at um, uh, Blake's in the, a city or two at restaurant back, uh, feels like a million years ago, back in 2000. Um, yeah, um, but I've worked at the Graham as the head chef. Um, I worked under Daniel Wilson, who um, he's got a massive empire with Huxterburger now, mm. um, which is quite funny that um, your burger rival. Basically, yeah. basically, <laughs> yeah, basically, um, basically, my you know my head chef and mentor started a burger place, and then I just did one as well. <laughs> but um, um, but we're still good mates, you know. We still hang out. We don't talk burgers that much, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you probably guys probably th- sick of burgers by the time you get there. Uh, yeah, I remember the first day Daniel said to me that he's a bit over over burgers now. Uh, not not over burgers. So burgers are great, but um, he doesn't eat them that much anymore. I'm like, oh, gee, that's really weird. And I'm starting to feel about the same now. <laughs> well, his, his I'd, rather, I'd rather eat someone else's burger. Yeah. So His I mean, main restaurant, Huxtable, uh, really is... A step up in terms of that yeah. casual but delicious. Yeah, and the, the chef um, and my partner Jenny, who's running the Epic Kitchen, was the head chef at Huxtable. Right. Oh, okay. Well, I've yeah. been a huge fan of their food. For yeah. A long right. Time. Cool. Um, and I think it almost gets overshadowed by the burger. Place, yeah, it really does. Sh- shows trends now, I guess. Yeah, but you um, know they've got. I think they're in their second or third year with a hat, so yeah. uh, they're doing all right. Yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> not struggling. <laughs> no, they're always busy, and, and yeah. those guys definitely stepped up their beer as well when they first started. They had a couple of. Average beers, and yeah, that's right. Yeah, good range. Yeah, for sure. Um, Dave, do you have any more questions? I don't know if I do. We've covered most of it. Well, we'll let you get back to getting uh, cool. set up, yeah. giving, yeah. given we'll everything. We'll throw you've you got back into on. the storm there. Yeah, um, yeah, cool, man. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, and uh, no good luck. I'm Appreciate sure, it. sure, living down the road, I'll uh, see you more than a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, please do. <laughs> awesome, man. All right, cheers, Shane. Great, cheers, thanks. I guess it's the time for a uh, bit of a wrap-up, huh? Yes. Uh, what are we going to start with? Let's do a non-beer recommendation, Dave. Do All right. You, do you have something? Uh, I do. Non-beer. I'm going to start with... Do your homework. <laughs> Kids, teenagers that listen. This is a, uh, obviously a general recommendation, but um, the more specific flavour of it is on the back of watching the... Netflix original docu-series, Making a Murderer. Have you watched that yet? No. I've seen you one episode. To? Uh, yeah, I'd like to finish it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, here's what I'm going to... I'm not going to put any direct spoilers in, right? 
But what I do not want to see again is people inviting me to sign the petition <laughs> to send to the White House <laughs> to reopen the case of Stephen Avery. Because if I see it again, I'm going to cut somebody. Luke, what are your <laughs> what's your non-beer recommendation? Um, I love that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching it, but I have heard so much about it that... Yep. Uh, no, but I bet once you finish episode 10, I know what your first step's going to be. Start a petition for so the White House? Quite possibly, yeah. All right. The, my non-beer recommendation... So I've recommended I recommended some uh, crossover metal punk on the last show. Right. Uh, I recommended some folk punk on the blog the other day. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to me- mention something a little bit softer, seeing as you've listened to the metal, you've listened to something a little bit folky. Um, there's a musician out of the US called Abra. She is kind of soulful, uh, electronic-y. Uh, people have called it the new wave of R&B. I don't know if it's R&B. I don't know what, I don't know what genres are anymore. Uh, she's on a like a hip hop gangster rap label, but she's really soft and like eighties kind of beats, really awesome singer, really good chill out music, summertime, drink a couple of beers, nice. enjoy yourself. Bit of Abra. Yep. I'll uh, put a link on the on the uh, show notes. Don't to get what? confused well, I like one of her, her songs. Websites? Oh okay, yeah. okay. Um don't get confused with another like Eastern European techno singer called Abra. Oh not the same thing. Same spelling? All right. I got confused with my Spotify the other day. Just keep your eyes peeled for Abra. Yep. Uh, beer recommendation. Beer Dave. recommendations. Uh, probably flowing. F- sorry, following the flow of the show over the last maybe I don't know six months. <laughs> uh, it's probably not uh, a surprise to find that my recommendation this week is going to be the Exit IPA, which is the first of their core range that they are now brewing out of their new brewery um, with Kaiju. It's delicious. It's not too dissimilar from their number ten, uh, slightly hop, a slightly different hop profile, but it's a big, clean West Coast IPA, and it's a welcome addition to any core range in Australia. Cool, Luke. Awesome. My recommendation is from Tasmania. Yep. The Mubru. I'm pretty sure we've mentioned them on the, on the show before. The mm-hmm. Mubru can the single yep. hop, single malt can. You loved it. Uh, so good. I, I can't find it. Oh, really? There's a couple of cans down the road. Really? At Fox in the Corn, a couple left. Mm. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Really clean, really nice. It's kind of in that mould of the, the modern Australian ale, which is, I don't know, there's many of those, but it has a real cleanness, um, but a really solid bitterness as well. Uh, probably more so, but I don't know what the IBUs are. I think maybe 35 to 40, but definitely has a, a really staunch bitterness. Um, lovely can. It is I a nice really can, yeah. It. That's yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. Excellent. What like, just we crushed our recommendations this week. Definitely. Yeah. Where can we find you, Dave? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at melbdave. Uh, you can also find the show uh, at facebook.com forward slash ale of a time. Uh, what about you? Uh, at ale of a time on Twitter, f- ale of a time dot com, and newly on Snapchat. Snapchat. So if you want some Get sweet snapping. Uh, most of my Snapchats are pretty obnoxious, but that's kind of the point of Snapchat. I was going to ask you which ones you've seen that aren't obnoxious. And, uh, but you know, uh, we did just put out a scoop on Snapchat of what's happening here that I don't even think was mentioned on the podcast. If you want to hear things first, you got to you got to follow all the time on Snapchat. Uh, yeah, it'll be gone by the time you hear this. It's the beauty of Snapchat. Exactly. And also, occasionally, you might see me. 
using one of those filters where it looks like I've got laser eyes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, please rate us on iTunes. We would love it. We'd be very thankful. Uh, like Tell us your Facebook. friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Uh, cool. We'll see you in a fortnight or so. Bye.